Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts. This conversation you're about to hear is a part of Business Line's Table Talk series, conversations with leaders on their life and times and their businesses. In this episode, Vinay Kamath speaks to Colgate Palm Olive India Chief Prabha Narasimhan. For the uninitiated, Prabha joined Colgate as MD and CEO in September 2022. She's a commerce graduate with an MBA from IIM Bangalore. They chat about her long corporate journey, the growth path for the oral care business, her interests beyond corporate life like cricket, and her two years at an IIM. Thank you for tuning in. Over to you, Vinay. Let me start at the beginning, Colgate. When you joined, what did you think were the challenges that uh, Colgate faced when you took over? Firstly I think the Colgate brand being synonymous with oral care in India presents a significant advantage for the company and I think a large responsibility as well which was quite apparent and that responsibility is for us to build the oral care habit in this country something the company has been in the country for 85 years the brand has existed for 85 years and as a result everything oral care in india really starts uh, with colgate and to that end a lot of fantastic work that's been done over the 85 year history i think 140 million children have been educated on good oral care practices and how so my first thought was really what an absolutely incredible equity and what an incredible legacy and how can we make sure that we continue this legacy so the first starting point is really how can we make sure that we're growing healthy oral care habits in this country which also then of course leads to the growth of the oral care category uh, in this country so that was really i think the first thing i think the second thing when you take a look at the company is that it is perhaps the only company in oral care in india that has the full portfolio all the different benefits across uh, toothpaste and a full range of toothbrushes starting from the base manual and going all the way to the really premium electric toothbrushes and in that lies the second opportunity which is about how do we drive premiumization and how do we make sure that we are providing value added benefits to the consumer which makes it relevant for her to pay us more money for those benefits and driving premiumization therefore becomes uh, i think the the second leg and i think the third big thing that comes about as you look at this company is of course that it is largely an oral care company at this moment however if you see the name it is colgate palmolive uh, and sitting in that is the equity of palmolive uh, underserved at the moment a real opportunity for us it, the brand i think has about 60 65% awareness something that in this day is quite hard to build given uh, the fragmentation it has great equity uh, amongst these people who who know this brand over its history and i think there's an opportunity there for us to build a robust personal care business uh, starting with palmolive and then building uh, from there so these were really the two or three things that were going through my head as far as the business was concerned and the second thing that stands out about this organization actually is its culture I was saying that i had the opportunity to travel to six odd countries before i uh, took over this role here in india and the consistency of two or three things really comes through first is a commitment to ethics integrity governance responsibility to people to planet to consumers to business to ethics all of that really fantastic and very robust and the second is that it's actually a really warm culture it's a culture that allows different types of people to thrive it allows different ways of thinking to work and that i think was really appealing as well so these are perhaps my early thoughts as i stepped into the business and i still consider myself to be new so that's 
continues to be my thinking actually right so pamulu of course the brand made eternal by so couple leaves pamulu ka jawab nahi so absolutely that is a iconic line so uh, one is uh, colgate of course uh, top of mind brand awareness but among highest among all fmc brands plus it also highly penetrated category so how do you intend to push the envelope for both of these increase brand awareness increase penetration what would be your challenge on that So I think the starting premise of the fact that you know Colgate exists in nine out of ten households in any given year, and the fact that nine out of ten consumers uh, know this brand and the significant advantage that it has over the next brand, I think the top of mind awareness is I think five x of the next brand. The brand penetration is. 3x the one single variant penetration is 3x the the next brand uh starts you off with a great advantage uh and therefore anything that happens in oral care colgate is at the at the center of it and therefore the question is how do we drive consumption of the oral care category and then you start looking at oral care behavior in the country and you see for example that in rural india about only about 45% of consumers brush every day so the opportunity to get the remaining 55% to brush every day because the foundation of good oral health actually is consistency uh is a uh, one big opportunity for us the second is when you take a look at what dentists say and the morning and night brushing or the brush twice a day uh in urban india only 20% of people brush twice a day uh so to move them to the remaining 80% to moving to brushing twice a day becomes then the second opportunity and these are two obvious opportunities for us to increase uh, volume and if you apply the same logic to toothbrushes your dentist will tell you that you should replace your toothbrush every once every 3 months uh, a fact that i learned only after joining colgate but uh, I, normally a consumer in urban india once every 6 months a consumer in rural india once every 15 months uh, and so if we get again the behavior to reflect what is good and a new toothbrush actually clean is 90% better than an old toothbrush uh so once we get consumers to start adopting the right habits for oral care and that really is our responsibility uh there's significant opportunity for us to grow volume in this category and then as i was mentioning on top of that you layer the whole premiumization journey and what we can do with that of moving consumers from base uh mechanical brushes to more premium mechanical brushes to base battery powered brushes to electric toothbrushes you can see the journey that the toothbrush journey will start at 20 rupees and the most premium electric toothbrushes can be 8 9 10 000 rupees so there's a huge spread uh, there as well and enough opportunity for us to look at and similarly with uh, toothpaste also so how many outlets would you serve directly and indirectly Actually the Colgate uh, distribution system is an exceedingly efficient absolute powerhouse uh, the company reaches about 1.7 million outlets directly uh which then eventually ends up with the product being available in about 6 and 1/2 million stores the remaining coming through indirect coverage and which is why the value added distribution of this brand as befits a brand this size is also the highest uh, in the oral care category uh and this is something that has been worked on a lot particularly with a view to bringing in tech into how you reach and how you service these 1.7 million stores so just as one example uh, smile stores la- launched last year machine learning algorithm that takes in data of what has been the history of an outlet what is the area the outlet sits in what's the kind of profile what are the other stores therefore what is the right assortment for that given outlet and then pushes that recommendation down into the field force so that we're constantly upgrading what is available in these stores 
And then, of course, we have modern trade, which uh, allows us to do a proper planogram that allows consumers to see what is the range of benefits that get offered and uh, how she then gets to pick the benefit that is relevant uh, to her. So I think uh, the execution machinery of this company, uh, really one of the key strengths along with uh, the quality of this brand. So this data analysis and using algorithms and all that, it's already on for the entire market or select market? Nationally on since about uh, early in second quarter last year. So April, May-ish. Uh, and we're already beginning to see some really good results of uh, adding assortment. Actually, this is a simple business, right? You just need to get the right SKUs into the right stores at the right time. It's a it's a simple business. And the more we get that right, the more we see growth. And we're already seeing some very uh, early green shoots of getting this right in terms of the recommendation of what to add in a given outlet. This has helped optimization of the SKUs in these uh, stores? What it has helped is to say that if you are a Kirana store type A in a particular geography versus being a grocery store type A in some other geography versus a Kirana store type B, we can have a customized recommendation depending on where you are and what sells in your market. So let me give you an example. Uh, Colgate Active Salt is extremely strong in South India and along the east coast of India. So a Kirana store in uh, this part of the world has significant opportunity to sell Colgate Active Salt and maybe you know starting at 10 going to 20 getting to even the bigger packs the 50 the 100 and so on there's where then the recommendation takes into account saying what are your neighboring stores selling the same recommendation if you moved it to a geography uh, where Max Fresh was strong it would give you the recommendation on Max Fresh and so what it allows us to do is to make sure that brands are playing to where their geographic and regional strengths are and to the type of outlet, we're also customizing what kind of SKU goes in and how we can just keep allowing the outlet to grow his oral care category. So the premium end would be brands like Max Fresh and... Uh... Actually, the premium end for us is brands like Total, uh, okay. Charcoal Clean. Yeah. Uh, visible White, which has been a big launch last year. You would have seen the Visible White O2 launch, a brand new technology that has come in on uh, on teeth whitening. Uh, these are the three big plays uh, that we have in, in the premium part of our portfolio. Mm -hmm. What about the sensitivity to this? So we have a separate section called Indications uh, because we see those as being problem solutions. So in that there is sensitivity, there is gum care. Uh, those all fit uh, and our understanding of that is that they are intermittently used because they are for a specific problem. That when I have sensitivity, I solve the problem and I use therefore uh, a sensitive toothpaste similarly with gum issues uh, and so on. And so it sits in that segment and while they do come at a more premium price, uh, we don't see that as premiumization in the core because premiumization for us is really about taking everyday benefits and providing value on, on top of those. So, well, I'm sure you've been asked this question, uh, what about the herbal category? That How fast is it growing? And uh, Colgate has offerings, but you're not. I don't see you as a market leader in that problem. So, how are you going to gain market leadership? In that? So, I think firstly, uh, my learning has been over the last two odd decades in FMCG is that consumers buy benefits uh, in and of itself 
herbal or natural is not a benefit it's a reason to believe for the benefit and i have the greatest of confidence and this is a great opportunity for me to talk about the technology and science that goes into colgate's products are uh, probably amongst the highest expenditure on oral care r&d in the world uh, i think some 10000 plus patents many of them sit within everyday use products that we have um, numerous scientists who work every day on delivering the best possible toothpaste for oral care so if i as a consumer i want cavity protection that's really where i start as a mom saying i don't want my child to have cavities and i will buy the toothpaste that i believe gives the best cavity protection whether that comes through natural sources or that comes through uh, science uh, i don't think that's where the decision starts and therefore the way we look at it is to say there is a benefit called family health in that could our products be the absolute epitome of family health and delivering to that benefit and which is why we have put uh, the best technology that we have in the world actually on cavity protection and strong teeth into colgate strong teeth or colgate dental cream uh which is arginine technology uh and scientifically proven actually to strengthen strengthen i can never say that word uh teeth and so that's really where our thinking is to say that if we make sure that the products that we have deliver the best in class benefit and then offer them with a reason to believe of science and a reason to believe of active natural ingredients like salt that's really the answer to to the to the segment that we see so how fast is the segment growing if you were to take a look at the way nielsen looks at it, it's actually plateauing so over the last couple of years uh, I, i think over the previous time it did show fairly strong growth but over the last couple of years if you see the segmental growth is plateauing at around 24 25% and and not growing uh, beyond that and i think it does come back to consumers by benefits Uh, and as long as we are strong with our understanding of what are the benefits that consumers seek and delivering best in class products to those benefits uh, i think we are on a good wicket how fast is the overall toothpaste category growing because it's such a highly penetrated category growth must be very marginal actually if you take a look at last year what has been difficult there has been uh, value growth but not volume growth uh, and as the prices have increased and with you know decadal high inflation rates uh, consumers are obviously feeling the pinch and particularly in rural india what we are seeing is that the titration of consumption is where the category volume uh, is getting hit uh but not the usage of toothpaste so penetration is not dropping for example but there is a titration of consumption there is a postponement of the next brush purchase so that is really what we are seeing and that is having an impact on category volumes however we are really optimistic about two or three things one as we go back to the roots of you know building the oral care habit and talking about the need to brush every day we do expect that this will come back because this is the foundation really of good health and the second is as this inflation rate of growth stabilizes a little bit we do expect that this year will not be as rampant uh, as last year uh, we expect that consumers will come back uh, into uh, into using oral care in the way that uh, it it is good for them so that's really the two things that we have already beginning to see some green shoots uh, on that particularly in rural so early days yet uh, and there's miles to go but already beginning to see some green shoots so coming back to the earlier point you said about why it's highly penetrated you need to increase usage maybe like once from one special to twice and more uh, active purchase of toothbrushes so how do you intend to promote that what do you intend to do about it 
So uh, one of the things that we do, and like I said, our history is to teach uh, oral care habits to children. Uh, that's where we believe that it starts from. And uh, like I said, the company has a fantastic history of having reached 140 million children in the 85 years that it's been in India. We have very recently signed a partnership with the Andhra Pradesh government uh, under the ages of Bright Smiles, Bright Future to reach 4 million children in uh, Andhra Pradesh. We intend to also back this up with some above the line work that we will do on the benefits of uh, brushing every day, particularly in the rural areas where we are seeing this average 55% who don't brush every day being even slightly higher than that. So in a targeted manner, we will reach those geographies with the advantages of brushing uh, every day. And as far as urban India is concerned, brush twice a day has been uh, a piece of work that the con company has been doing again. It's a long, slow thing to change consumer behavior and get them to adopt new habits. Uh, but that is something that we are utterly committed to and we will keep at it. Uh, so these are really the, the two big things uh, that we'll do. So what's new on the plate? What's what's going to come out new from it new variants, new categories? So let me talk to you about what is already new. Firstly, I think the space of oral beauty uh, is actually new. And if you see, uh, if you see a lot of the developed markets actually whitening contributes 20, 25, 30% of the total toothpaste market. Uh, in India, it's currently underdeveloped and nascent. Colgate is the pioneer in this segment. Uh, we have uh, Visible White O2, which is also the technology that we're using everywhere in the world. Uh, absolutely the best patented technology to deliver whitening. So we have tremendous uh, hope behind this mix. And also we see tremendous opportunity across actually both both young men, young women, actually all men and women. Why young men and young women? Uh, and this is something that we're seeing uh, grow really rapidly and quite dramatically as everybody gets more and more uh, appearance conscious. So that's one uh, big area that we are seeing uh, activity. The second is that we are also seeing some things on trending ingredients. Charcoal, for example, is something that we are seeing a lot of traction uh, in terms of consumer belief in, in what it does and the way that it has been incorporated into Colgate to deliver real results. And we've recently launched uh, Max Fresh Charcoal, extending the Max Fresh franchise into uh, a charcoal variant and again that's now about what four months old three four months old uh, and early results on that have been uh, very encouraging as well in the toothbrush area seeing a distinct consumer shift to softer brushes uh, as the softer brushes are actually gentler on your enamel and clean better and the Colgate gentle brush portfolio, and we have a series of brushes under this portfolio, has seen tremendous traction and there's opportunity for us to, to get this better. And so our innovation thinking will actually follow this course, which is to say, what are either the pain points that consumers are suffering from that we need to help solve? Or where is there opportunity for us to build a benefit that adds value to the consumer that maybe she's not overtly calling out, but certainly a latent need that exists and that we can build a benefit uh, there. And to the comment on indications, uh, we have recently launched PerioGuard, uh, which is our bundle for gum care. Uh, specialist gum care uh, and driven largely through the professional channel. So that's something that our professional team works with dentists to talk about the tech that exists in that product and how it can be a solution to, to gum issues. Mm -hmm.
What about the palm olive portfolio? I mean, obviously, it's probably faster growing than the toothpaste category. Currently exists in body wash, in hand wash, and in face care. So face cleansing part of uh, face care. Uh, and I think there's tremendous opportunity uh, in, so I'm going to break it up into two parts. What has been the business that Palmolive has been in for a few years, which is the body wash and hand wash part of it. Uh, and there our play is really to leverage the fact that Palmolive has supremely good sensorials and exists in a category where the luxury of bathing and even for that brief moment, the luxury of washing your hands uh, is really heightened by this brand. And that's really the space that we want to operate in. And we've been quite successful with that. And our intention is to is to really scale that up. Last year, we got into the face cleansing category, highly competitive category and one that's brand new for the Palm Olive brand. And what we are in is actually testing mode to say, what is it of our mix that works and what is the of our mix that requires some effort? And that's the mode that we're in as far as face care is concerned. But our effort on Palmolive will be to make sure that it certainly grows faster than oral care and becomes a larger and larger part of the portfolio. And overall within personal care, we're also looking to see whether what we can bring in of the global portfolio that is relevant for India and what can we do from an inorganic sense uh, to grow personal care. So all three legs actually, if you can have three legs, all three are uh, are being explored. So we see more uh brands on that from your international portfolio? So Colgate globally actually has a really strong portfolio in uh, in personal care and there's a lot for us to consider in terms of bringing it into India and the team is doing some work to understand what's the right portfolio, what's the right timing uh, and what's the best fit for, for this country. So how fast is this category, category growing? I mean there must be different growth rates for different categories in the personal care, right? So if I hierarchy the, the growth rates, uh, body wash certainly is the fastest growing category. It's also quite a nascent category, huge opportunity to drive uh, penetration. Uh, we are seeing significant, then if you see everything else is much of a muchness between, you know, toothpaste, toothbrush, uh, hand wash, hand wash also impacted by the fact that in COVID, the bases were extremely high and therefore coming off those extremely high bases, the category has not growing as fast. But I think more important than category growth rate, it actually comes back to what is category headroom. And the opportunity in India is is always immense. Uh, it's just a question of us being able to tap that opportunity to drive growth. And I think we're reasonably confident that whether it's be toothpaste, toothbrush, body wash, hand wash, uh, and face care as we get it right, uh, is there's enough and more opportunity for us to grow. So... That's really more the way to think of it because market growth is really a function of what the big players in the market do to drive that market growth. So actually, in most of the categories you are in, you are up against your first 12 company, a big brother, HUL, right? How do you take on competition? I think good competition is always good for everybody. Uh, because the more you get pushed to get better, the more you tend to get better. And uh, I, this is true of pretty much everything in life. And therefore, I think we are actually quite happy to have good competition in a category because it's also, that's the only way categories grow as well. And if you see the best categories have two, three, four, five companies that are pushing that whole category forward. And the advantage that we have, particularly with Colgate and Oral Care, is obviously that we are roughly half the market. We are the and for me to, you know, labor the point on some of those headline of 5x the tom, 3x the penetration, etc. We have the advantage in terms of the mind space of the consumer. And it's our opportunity to therefore continue to build on the legacy that we have of building the oral care habit and really taking it forward into, uh, in, into the coming whatever decades and centuries, or at least the next 85 years. 
information and sale to dentists uh, so that it allows them to access all of the speciality products that we have that doesn't go through our regular uh, you know 1.7 million outlet uh, sales system and this leveraging this relationship to make sure that we're working with them to provide the right technology so for example a uh, mouthwash for when you have braces or a mouthwash for when you've had implants or what is the recommendation of oral care in those moments we're certainly seeing some traction there but as far as regular consumer habit is concerned that is some work to do in terms of building it because we will have to do some market development in that space so how is e-com was working for you must have short of during the pandemic but now Is it still strong growth? Still, growths in e-commerce are still remain very, very strong. Again, because the headroom opportunity is is very large. Uh, it's about five percent of our business uh, from a contribution lens, uh, and the opportunity there squarely is that we have a set of premium consumers. Uh, and an opportunity to communicate premium benefits and that's really going to be our focus as far as e-commerce is concerned which is to talk to them about total about charcoal clean about having the right toothpaste for your kids uh, as their you know milk teeth and as they grow into the combination teeth and then into their permanent teeth so lots of things that we can do in e-commerce for that audience uh, and that's the work that you'll start to see but very very gung ho uh, huge opportunity there for us to continue to grow quite rapidly actually i mean of course the the environment itself will grow and within that we will grow we already have a market share in e-commerce that's higher than our offline market share so as business moves there it's actually an advantage for us and equally there's an opportunity for us to get even stronger coming to your uh, q3 results the villain probably as well good as expected because of all the analyst reports and all that so um probably see the year planning out for you super optimistic uh, about the year i think that like i said and it just funnels back into you know do we see opportunity for growth and do we believe that we are well placed to take advantage of that opportunity and sitting from where i sit and i have a fresh pair of eyes i think the answer is unequivocally yes to both opportunity in this country remains uh, huge and i think with when you have the joy of having the colgate brand in your portfolio you're certainly best place to take advantage of that opportunity so i'm actually quite optimistic about uh, 2023 how are you driving uh, innovation i mean what for the next big thing how are you driving innovation so firstly i think uh, it all starts actually with the consumer uh, what's the pain point or what's the opportunity there and if i can maybe talk through whitening uh, once again in this uh, in this section there is a latent need there you can see what's happening to the beauty category in this country uh, whether and actually gender agnostic uh, it's not no longer only facing uh, women um you can see that then there is a need to say and one of the first things that anybody will talk to you when they talk about beauty will be smile uh and it's it's so integrally linked to uh to one's appearance that there was obviously a latent need there for whitening then the question is that do we have a technology to actually really deliver because that is critical to us and all our products are built on proof of principle that they actually deliver and the science behind it has to be really robust and uh that then becomes the second part of can we marry the technology that we have with the consumer benefit 
and therefore get to a mix that we can put into market with we hope cut through advertising as uh, smile out loud was and that will be really our approach to innovation across the board find what is the consumer need or pain point make sure that we have a tech that is best in class in terms of delivery to that uh, pain point because every brand carries with it the colgate equity and then make sure that we have communication that allows us to be uh, cut through and engaging uh, on it and that's really going to be our approach going forward on everything else that we will do i mean this year beyond every year so you also launch stuff like recyclable tubes and uh, recyclable toothbrushes and all that how how they doing i mean isn't there a natural bend for consumers to buy such stuff which so no consumer is actually willing to pay for anything that is sustainable having said that as colgate we have an unwavering commitment to make sure that we are pushing the sustainability of our portfolio and that is why we launched recyclable uh, toothpaste uh, and we uh, the tubes are recyclable and the and we've made that technology actually available to everybody to say that it is it's a colgate patent but it's an open patent that allows any company to use it because it's the right thing to do to make sure that more and more people are using uh, recyclable tubes however the intent is not to get consumers to buy it because it's recyclable she will buy it because it offers the benefit of cavity protection or fresh breath or whatever the benefit that she is seeking and our job is to make sure that we are driving the sustainability in parallel and that's how we see it and that's how uh, recyclable tubes were born as far as recyclable toothbrushes are concerned it's a early start to the journey uh, so far so good uh, i think we're certainly getting the interest of consumers who have this high on their agenda and this is a space where you will see more and more launches and more and more action as we go forward because there's definitely an opportunity here let's talk about where it it all began so you schooled in chennai or no actually i was born in chennai never lived here before this last decade so okay. it's uh, born in chennai my father used to work for hul so we used to move every couple of years to a new city so i've schooled in trichy then bangalore then mumbai then calcutta then back to mumbai then new zealand then bangalore so like a full hodgepodge of of various places so suresh narayan of mr has told me he and your dad were colleagues so how was it like joining the company your dad worked in um interesting because i think a lot of people at the time when i joined which was what 97 a lot of people knew him uh, and so it was interesting so there was certainly a call it history call it legacy uh, to to live up to so I, it was fun though because uh, i think all the stuff that i had heard about the organization and you feel like you know more than you are entitled to know before you join so that part was uh, i think the the good part about it and then slowly over a period of time you find your own feet so i think overall the growing up in an fmcg background my uncle used to work for png so they enough and more fmcg happening at home uh, growing up in that background and then joining the industry you feel quite at home it's uh, so it it's worked out well um so my answer to that is that my father used to work in what is now called supply chain uh, and i don't so that's my answer to to that piece so it was he was an engineer by profession and worked largely in the technical functions and in factories right. and so i uh, steer fully clear of that and then how was peaceful that i am 
Fantastic. Actually, I think the hard part of uh, IIM is to get in. Uh, once you get in, uh, it's actually great fun, lots of learning. A lot of the work that you do is collaborative and teamwork and industry-facing projects, which was quite a challenge in Bangalore because by that time, IIM, first of all, was in the outskirts of Bangalore on Banargata Road. Now it is like the middle of everything, but city, um, has city has caught up. So at that time, it was always challenging because if you had to go anywhere, it took quite some effort. But the industry-facing projects and I think the friends that you make uh, are probably the standout value apart from, of course, uh, the good Teachers teaching. 95 to 97. Was your campus based? I joined Lakme Lever uh, off campus because they were recruiting uh, separately for HUL and separately for what was Lakme Lever then. So I joined uh, Lakme Lever off campus. Did uh, So my first job was actually a fully dream job to do brands on Lakme Color Cosmetics in the middle of a large relaunch. So did that for the management training and then did that for about a year and a half. And then I got in between, I got married and my husband's family and business and everything was based in Bangalore. Okay. So I asked to move to, to Bangalore. I moved to Bangalore in, in 99. So I did that job for a little over two years. And that's where I started and then spent the next quite some substantial time in Brooklyn. When did you actually get absorbed into? Lakme Lever got absorbed into HUL or it was already a part of HUL and then it became a whole part of HUL. But I, when I moved to Bangalore, I moved in, I mean, sorry, Consumer Insight. Uh, and so that's for the foods and beverages and uh, ice creams and dalda and all of that used to get handled uh, out of there. So that was from what I moved in 1999 and I was in Bangalore till 2007 across a whole series of, uh, of different roles. Uh, a consumer insight. Then I did brands on brew, which is where all of these insights into beaten coffee and that kind of thing came about. Then I did uh, tea for a while, then insights again. And then uh, Unilever created this brand building, brand development structure. So did that for a while. Then uh, the office moved to Mumbai when they combined the foods and refreshments and the home and personal care business and they moved the office to Mumbai and closed down uh, Brookfields, at which point I quit. So I joined Madura Garments for six months, uh, which ended up being only six months. I didn't join for six months. Uh, and then my, uh, I had an opportunity to move to Dubai with uh, Unilever to do brand development for the Africa, Middle East, Turkey part of uh, the business for beverages, uh, handling Lipton. Uh, amazing job. Uh, luckily, so my yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in in Dubai, did that for about four years. Did brand development there for Africa, Middle East, Turkey. So really fabulous job because the Lipton brand in the Middle East, I'm sure you've seen it as you yeah. travel, is uh, an epic brand. So that was that job, and then came back to HUL to. Uh, you will notice that in all of this time, I hadn't done any sales at all. Uh, so the feeling was that it would be good for me to do a sales stint uh, and to set me up to do other things, uh, which was a fantastic bet for the organization to take. So I came back and did the branch manager Delhi job okay. for a year for HUL. Uh, right. uh, then the branch manager Chennai job for two years. Uh, then I worked with Alan for a year uh, as the personal care VP for South Asia. So it was more uh, so for personal care. Personal so care. Alan Jope used to be okay. the personal care global okay. business head right. at that time. His right. previous job to the yeah. one 
that he currently has so uh, he had a personal care vp for south asia which was more the strategic part of the job uh, not the running of the business part of the job so i did that job for a year then managed the skin portfolio skin and lacme my life coming a full circle uh, for hul for about 3 odd years then home care uh, on the management committee for the last 2 years and now i've been with colgate since uh, the 1st of june so how did colgate happen first of course uh, i mean it's a spectacularly good company uh, with some incredible brands which is really my starting point for even uh, thinking about it and then the second thing of course is that is a listed organization uh with the highest integrity values ethics all of that which is really important uh, to me so those were the two things that made it attractive uh and then of course the whole amount of learning in terms of one thing to run a large business the other is to run the entire organization and all of the things that come along with it managing a board regulatory uh external facing uh work that you do so that's what made the job value adding over uh, what i did earlier and so far it's been uh quite the ride i've truly enjoyed it i did 3 months of uh, the opportunity to travel to various colgate companies around the world about 6 of them in the 3 months that i had uh, kind of before i could take up this particular role uh, and really an amazing organization uh, with super people and great brand strength So cricket speed kind of a lifelong passion. Oh yes, my father and brother uh, I have an elder brother 4 years older who um would wake me up at like crack of dawn to watch matches and particularly when we were in New Zealand like 3 a.m. 4 a.m. kind of thing it's like get up and watch match and oh, so, so that kind of passion yeah yeah very much so who's your favorite cricketer uh dhoni in the current breed for sure but since my early memories are of watching the west indies pace quartet demolish us uh, they hold very high esteem as well team was something else i feel sad to read about what's happening to west indies cricket these days who are your major influences in corporate uh, life apart from your dad of course Yeah so that was i think the the first one i had a boss uh, called sonia singh she was my first boss in lakme really smart very driven uh, taught me pretty much everything i know still about uh, about she marketing she was the marketing manager so my skip level uh, boss uh, and so i think she's had and one of those um, you know women who kind of did everything and managed everything and did it all uh, seemingly quite easily so certainly a, a large influence but i think i've been lucky through my career to have some fantastic people to work with and each of them adds a little bit to you as as you go along and that some of those experiences is perhaps probably closer to the truth your dad of course must have been a big advisor for you yes indeed so though i'm not sure that he thought i was going to end up doing this so i did ca for a week after commerce so oh. it was like go become a chartered accountant and after a week of counting other people's money i decided perhaps not the the best uh, way for me to uh, progress it's a fantastic profession for the people who can do it but uh, it wasn't for me so i i don't think that any of us expected that we would end up here so they always say it's kind of lonely at the top maybe you don't feel it but where do you look for your inspiration for your actually i think the you know, 
yeah, the nice thing is I, I lots of curiosity on lots of so I know little bit about lots of things, uh, which is which is really nice. Apart from the two or three passions that I have in life, the rest is smattering of information here and there. And the nice thing about today, and the nice thing about this job is that you get access to people who give you so much more information. Uh, for example, recently Sundar Pichai was in the country and there was a dinner and an opportunity to hear him speak. And because of the position that you sit in, you get invited to these things. And so they then open up your mind to to so many more things uh, that are happening. And I think that's probably the, the ultimate joy of a job like this is the exposure and the opportunity that you get on perspectives that are vastly different from your own experiences that are vastly different and uh, I, I find that very energizing actually and I must tell you that Colgate actually is quite a, a, a warm organization I said this earlier I don't feel isolated let me put it that way so that so far so good if you like what you heard share the link check out the website thehindubusinessline.com Thank you for listening. You'll hear more from us next time.